Hello there and thank you for tuning in. Today we are speaking to David Chapman, UK Hospitality's Executive Director for Wales. David, thank you for speaking to me today. No, it's great to have this opportunity. David, now you've been with UK Hospitality and its predecessor BHA for a number of years, so you know exactly how unprecedented these last few months have been, which were brought on obviously by the pandemic. So David, can you give us a bit of a recap of the work you've been doing over these past few months? Yeah, well, obviously, for you know, from the beginning, it was huge shock, uh, completely new uncharted terrain, um, and I think overall, for myself, the hardest thing has been seeing, as you mentioned, you know, colleagues from a long time back and colleagues of today in such a terrible position, not commercially and also in seeing the businesses that they built up being jeopardised by a completely unknown quantity, such as the pandemic. Looking at what we had to do, you know, we had to get together uh, an emergency council here in Wales of people who had tremendous experience, in fact, of uh, working with government, three or four chairs and current chairs uh, of uh, BHA and UKH going back 10, 15 years. Uh, We also had groups of people behind them with the associations and Didno Hospitality Association, Cardiff Hoteliers Association and the Welsh Rarebits Group. So we had a really good base of sound people to be able to draw on for policy movement in an unprecedented time, as was quoted all the time, really. Two things really stand out. One was the long battle to try to get the industry reopened, um, which was extremely difficult. And we obviously were very careful of the health position, uh, but also had a mind on the um, mental health position that comes along with economic turbulence. And on the other side of it, we needed to sustain as many businesses and as many jobs as we could. And working with Welsh Government, we devised a grants package, which was a leader, I think, in the UK. The Economic Resilience Fund, I think it had five iterations by the time the main belt of the pandemic was done. And that meant that we were able to offer businesses the type of financial support from quite early days, from around about the early part of last summer, right the way through until this May, to be able to bolster their chances of survival. Because we all know that cash reserves were very small, everything had been used up, and we're really facing five winters in this industry from the uh, end of 2019 to 2020. Right the way through the end of this coming winter will be trading periods that are below what we would normally have expected for viability. So those are the two big things. And it took a lot of effort. It took 48 task force meetings with key ministers, one a week more or less for more than a year. It took 88 ministerial meetings of different sorts across the board. And it took something like 50 or 60 of these Welsh Council meetings to keep people up to date, to find out from the grassroots what was going on and bring it all together. And I think that brought about a whole new way of working for UK hospitality, in touch with the grassroots, closely in touch with government, building those partnerships and getting some real results from them. And it's something I'm very proud of and something we will hope to continue to do as we move forward now. Definitely something that we should all be proud of and a lot of work from the teams on that. And where are we now with things? 
Well, I think there's a sort of a false security at the moment. Um, in Wales, remember, we have something like 90% SMEs and we have some really important chain contributors in Wales, but a lot of these are small family businesses. They really push to the hilt. And even though it looks buoyant at the moment, we have been closed for longer than most other parts of the UK. There isn't much money in many of the businesses. And so we really got a sort of false trading look, I think. Uh, it's only um, three weeks probably in Wales that we've had viable trading in the sense of 100% uh, against the social distancing, 60% that most businesses have been able to or had to work under. And of course, we're now approaching the end of the summer. So in a few weeks time, the schools will be back. The holidays will start to, even though it looks like we've got an extended season, the holidays will start to slow down and we'll find ourselves in a position where we're going into a winter with very little um, to support the businesses right the way through to April. So I think what we're looking at is, yes, great. Uh, it's wonderful support from the public. They're really keen to get back to our businesses. Our business people have been keen to welcome them. And it's brilliant that we've got our people back working. But I think we really need to be clever now about how we can make sure we sustain the maximum number of jobs and the maximum number of businesses between now and next Easter in particular. And what are those core policies to be able to get to that point? Yeah, well, part of the work of the of the council that I mentioned and the Wales Committee is to develop this document, which is the uh, UK Hospitality Company Prospectus. Now, that's um, work of a few months um, earlier in the year to pull together the different policies that we've been operating. And it has five key priority areas. They're here. You can see them on the priority page. Basically, they summarise themselves in it's really essential that we keep ourselves at the top of the economic league when it comes to government. We have to be the first industry they go to because we are so important to the Welsh economy. 140,000 jobs. Uh, we have uh, so many businesses and so many key parts of the economy in, in, in communities, in rural, um, uh, urban, coastal where local communities rely on us and then we have our involvements in major urban areas such as Cardiff and Swansea, Wrexham, Clandidno, where we really are the number one employer uh, in those areas. Now we need to make sure we build on this fantastic rapport that we've developed, a partnership rapport with government, getting across what we need as an industry. This has to be not simply during the pandemic, it has to be a permanent fixture in the Welsh economy. We have to make sure that we put ourselves in that pole position. This document will look at our economic status as an industry and putting ourselves at the top. We're looking at how we can make sure that the tax burden can be eased on the industry. There are so many different taxes. As a property-based business, we have to suffer unfair and unequal uh, business rates, for example, and we're working on that. I'll, I will come back to that um, in, in, in a little bit later. But as well as that, we've also got to make sure that the bureaucracy um, on the business is reduced as much as possible. The skills agenda, as you know, uh, is a really, really important one at the moment. We've got recruitment difficulties and we have traditionally had difficulty in bringing people into the industry because of misconceptions about the fantastic careers that it does offer. So we've got to work very hard on that side of things. And in Wales, we've got a new hospitality skills partnership, which brings together government and the providers, um, the education system, the industry, 
all around the same table, all working on the same policies. That's a really great achievement. We've led on that as UK hospitality. In two and a half years, we put all this together. I think it'll come into its own in the next 12 months. That will greatly help the industry. And one of the fantastic facets of that work is that we've had uh, money from the government. Government's provided money to, to produce a recruitment campaign for us in the current quarter. Now, that is unprecedented here. But it's fantastic to see it and it shows how partnership work can work, but also how it's important that the industry is genuinely seen to be the economic force that it is. So they're the key policies. But looking on, you know, we've got to look at some of the other in-depth policies that that we need. The grants, I think, um, shouldn't just stop when the emergency is on. There's a fantastic opportunity here to work together with government to produce fantastic offer in Wales. We've already got brilliant businesses. Let's help them refresh themselves, bring up the standard, enhance sense of place, give them the tools to be able to rebuild the business and to and to maintain fantastic job numbers in Wales in the industry. And I'm in discussions at the moment, if we can get together a grants package that will match money from the industry to help businesses build and change, um, and as I said, refresh that offer. I think that's a key element as we try to come out of this positively and with a, a new trading period to go forward into. Uh, we do need to make sure that all of the politicians understand our industry. We're working with Westminster on an all-party group. We're working with politicians at the Senate. They are coming to see our businesses over the next six months or so. I'm starting to do those type of gills. Uh, stroke uh, experience events where they can see what we do, they can see what we offer, get behind the scenes, see the human resources and the management and the leisure side and all of those wonderful jobs that exist beyond front of house and so few people actually sort of understand the industries about and see in action. And I think that's one of the great things we can do. Politicians will get the paperwork. They'll all get this. They'll all get the chance to have a chat to us about broad policies. But getting them in to see what the industry does, how great the people are working it, how hard they work, how determined they are, how passionate they are about their businesses, making them realise the asset that they have and helping us with that. Now, I've mentioned a few things. I think one of the things we've really got to grip to get to grips with over the next 12 months is business rates reform. Um, we've been trying to get some traction on this for a number of, of years. We had a very successful uh, roundtable with three ministers last November. And I think the penny dropped really significantly in that meeting about how there is an imbalance between our businesses, which are property based businesses and those businesses that may be a more, much more Internet based or working from much smaller premises, uh, but maybe equally um, turning over more money than us or maybe making more profit than us um, and not employing anything like the numbers we do. So there has to be a rationale about how this sort of taxation happens. And I believe that governments right across the country, uh, right across the UK, but also in Wales in particular, we're being listened to. And I'm hopeful that we'll start to get some changes on that. One of the ambitions I'd like to see is to bring together the food and drink chain closer to hospitality. I think, you know, from farming, from the farm to fork, from farming to food and drink manufacturers, to our businesses, there is a fantastic opportunity to build indigenous benefit and a sense of place. 
culture and pride in in the country altogether um, and to enhance the economic returns as a result, bring people together. And in government, there's an opportunity to maybe cross departments where there is some sort of segregation between those different industries. If we can bring them together in the same way as we brought together all of the component parts of the skills industry into our own partnership, where it's been really well received, then I think there's a great opportunity economically for us to be able to build. It will help reduce food miles. It will help encourage people to understand traceability of food. It'll bring children into the equation where they see where their food is coming from. They understand how they're making a difference into arguments about climate change. So all of that is a really important, I'm, I'm very passionate about that personally, and I think we can do a lot of work on that. And we're certainly looking to do that up through our all party group in Westminster to show what happens between food and drink events hospitality, farming, bring them all together and see what we we can do with that. Uh, I mentioned the climate change agenda. We need to play our part as an industry in developing policy on sustainability and sustainability, sustainable tourism in Wales. We've got such amazing landscapes and very protected areas. We have very special places. We must make sure that those places serve the industry, but also are protected by the industry. And that's something which will be in discussions with ongoing to see how we can help government to come to the right policies about sustainable tourism that will help benefit the industry, keep jobs, but also protect those brilliant landscapes. And then back to skills. I mean, we can't get away from it, can we really now? I mean, this is the time when we need to have more and more and more young people enthused and energised into coming into the industry, seeing that it's a lifelong career, seeing it offers worldwide travel, seeing that you know they can rapidly move up the league and all they really need is a good sense of meeting people, skills around people, being able to handle themselves with all sorts of different people. They don't need academic qualifications necessarily. What they need is aptitude and they need to be brought on by our industry, cherished, move forward and being given just a fantastic opportunity once they get maybe three, four, even five years into the industry to develop their own careers um, and to find exciting opportunities that we offer. So I think that's the tailpiece of all. Five winters, the industry needs support still. We're not out of the woods. We've got to get through to at least next Easter and the new full season. Um, We've got to start to get into the minds of young people to tell them about how great the industry is and bring them out for careers. And we have to press those levers that are really important in terms of tweaking legislation stroke taxation to be able to give the businesses the very best chance of moving into profitability, reinvesting in their businesses and employing the maximum number of people from their local communities. Um, And that will involve discussions about finance with governments. It'll involve discussions about the taxation system like rates. But they're the three pressure points, I think. And we really do need all of us, I think. It's not simply inside the industry, but the whole of society, hopefully, Um, having seen what it's like not to have hospitality around, not to have the chance to celebrate, not to have the chance to make those lifelong memories that our industry offers, that they'll cherish that and they'll bring it back together and they'll do everything they can to support our, our industry so that they can look forward to more great times and we can look forward to giving them those great times as an industry. 
And as you mentioned, obviously, hospitality is very important, not only in providing jobs, but also those experiences. Do you think that the government really recognises the importance of the industry? I think there's been a really transformational change in the way the government has looked at our industry in the last 12 months. I think it's been an enforced change in the sense of realising the economic impacts that the, that the pandemic had. And that has been a jolt, I think, to many politicians is to think how essential we are to the economy in, in many areas as well as the national economy. But going forward, um, I can see an awful lot of change being adapted through the processes that we've already put into place. Now, you know, before the pandemic, we didn't have a ministerial task force. I don't imagine that that will continue in non-emergency circumstances, but I am convinced that what it has brought about is really, really regular conversations. I mean, I'm talking about, I speak with senior civil servants maybe daily now, whereas before it would have been an appointment or even a few days gap or whatever. Now it's pick up the phone and have a chat because both sides have realised how important it is to, for us to feed information in from the industry, feed in ideas from the industry and to look at what the government can do, what it wants to do within its policy framework, how we can enhance that, how we can make things better together and joining together. You know, we have to be better, don't we, if we all work together and pool our ideas and pool our assistance than if people are trying to do it in isolation, whether they're politicians or, or people in the industry, wherever they're from. We're all we're all better off if we can work closer together. Now, I think that system of consultation, if you like, but more to do with question and answer dialogue, uh, that is a new thing and it's a really good thing. And I'm 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 certainly determined for, for us to continue to do that. But I think the opportunity is there and I've got nothing but positivity back from civil servants, certainly in Welsh Government about that. So I'm very optimistic about the process now being far more accessible. I think what we do need to do is to make our, our case as strongly as possible for the most resources for our industry within the um, public purse that's available to spending on industry. We've got to push our way through the middle of some very loud and powerful advocates in other industries and to show just how important this industry is. I think the pandemic has shown that to government. But, you know, memories can be short and pressure can be different from outside influences. So we've got to make sure we, we, we do our bit to do that. And what are you currently discussing or negotiating with government about? Well, it's it's a long it's a long list. Um, the whole of the prospectus uh, has those has those details. I, I recommend to all the members and to those who are interested in membership to have a look at it. It's online. It runs from things like taxation and rates, red tape, through to skills agenda, grants, partnership working. Uh, how we're able to look at big issues like, as I mentioned, sustainability and climate change, how we can play a part alongside government in changing the the economic framework to suit our industry. And I'm saying that because we do have a lot of SMEs. As a result, we don't have the clout of some of the more uh, of the employers with a bigger concentration in small places, if you like, you know, maybe thousands within a unit. What we're, we've, we always fail to get across the fact that our businesses run between 80 and up to a thousand people, you know, in some of the larger employers. And that's a pretty big factory setup, you know, but we don't seem to fall into the, the logic 
that factories uh, and other manufacturing units are easily sort of pigeonholed within government. Well, we we have got a lot of very big units, but they're seen as leisure units. We must make sure they're economic. They're seen as economic units. You know, they are they are people and leisure factories. You know, and we we have to be represented as such within the government economic framework. And how can members help? You mentioned that you were talking to, to ministers or, or and MPs and getting them out to businesses. It's it's the lifeblood of of the work. Um, politicians understand immediately where the power lies, if you like. And the great thing of UK hospitality is that it brought together two big associations that were operating in isolation before. Now we have a critical mass of support and that's been recognised. It is a game changer and politicians have said that to me. And that gives you the clout to be able to hold these discussions. What we need now, I mean, we've got a fantastic infrastructure, as I mentioned earlier already, but we want more. And what I really would like to see uh, are more members coming forward to participate in policy making and in lending support and in writing to politicians on, on, on our campaigns and various other you know, proactive and positive activities, because everything that we can do as a unit will enhance the opportunities of delivering that fantastic policy agenda that's been drafted by our members. We do need that support. So it's an appeal really to the big and the small to come and join us, put their weight behind what we're doing, because every single body counts when it comes to influence in the political process. And I think um, we've already got fantastic membership out there let's get a little bit more active involvement from some areas bring it all together and see what we can do together yeah that's uh completely agree with that in terms of that members and getting involved really does make a really big difference and for anyone who might be worried about that taking time i know that uk hospitality we often support our members with some of those communications and, and those letters so if anybody does have any concerns about how much effort or how much time it will take just get in touch with us. Let us know that you're interested and we will help to alleviate some of that pressure and, and see you through that process. So as David mentioned, there is that prospectus. It is on our website. Uh, you just go to ukhospitality.org.uk forward slash elections 2021 and you will find it on there to download and you can look at that in more detail and look through all those issues. David, that is all we have time for today um, and the things you want to say to to the listeners. Um, but otherwise, thank you. No, I don't think so. I think it's that, you know, it is a great vehicle for me to be able to report on our work back and to ask for the advice and support of members. And I think you made a really good point about time we consume. And I'm aware, I mean, I've worked for a long time with this industry. I know just how hard it works and how little time there is, and particularly at the moment where there are so many holes to plug um, as we come out of the pandemic and we do have recruitment issues. But it can only be, it may only be 10 minutes that are needed. And it might be the other way around. It might not be that they have to do something. It may be that they're prepared to offer me the chance to, get their counsel and to have a quick chat over some of the issues directly relevant to their part of the sector. And then once I've got those, I can then convey that information to government. So for that 10 minutes might might fuel me in conversations for two months with government, uh, with different people and different personalities. So, you know, don't be put off by the thought of it not being 
um, but the time can by being time consuming, I'll try and limit that time. But what is really important is having that chance to be able to pick your brains and put those ideas forward. And it certainly works. So do what you can for it. It certainly does. Thank you very much, David. And um, for the listeners, if you are a member or if you are looking or interested in membership, just get in touch with our team. You can email membership at ukhospitality.org.uk and we can get back to you with any questions, queries that you might have. Thank you for listening. And if you are interested in hearing more from David, we are going to be launching a fortnightly podcast with David from the 23rd of September. So do keep an eye out for that. And uh, we'll hear more from David and what he's been up to to support your businesses in Wales. Thank you.